You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I'm My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. Gamora, look at what you have done. You have always been weak. You stupid, traitorous spoiler. Nobody talks to my friends like that. Thank you, Nebula and Drax, for the spoiler warning. Again, this is your warning for adult content and spoilers. I come from Earth. A planet of outlaws. My name is Peter Quill. There's one other name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. Guys? Forget it. So here we are, a thief, two thugs, an assassin, and a maniac. But we're not going to stand by as evil wipes out the galaxy. I guess we're stuck together, partners. Are you telling me the fate of 12 billion people is in the hands of these criminals? Oh, yeah. See? Losers. But life's giving us a chance. To do what? Something good? Something bad? A bit of both. Oh, what the hell? I don't got that long a lifespan anyway. You said it yourself. We are Spectre Radio, (laughs) and we're back, and I'm censoring myself, just like they did in the movie. Just kidding. They did not censor it in the movie, but we (laughs) we are back. (laughs) We are back. We are back, and we are here tonight with a super special guest, my good friend, Cassidy. Welcome, Cassidy. Hey, happy to be here. We're very She's happy like, to have you. I've never done this before. What do I say? <laughs> Just be yourself. <laughs> so it's getting to me. The yes. <laughs> the pod star. Yes. Yeah. So Cassidy and I are friends from work and um, we actually, thank you. We actually met um, a couple months ago when she first got started. And one of the first things she told me is that she has a cat and you want to tell the folks at home about your cat? Yeah, so um happy to talk about my cat all day long. <laughs> so her name is Gamora, um, which I think 
part of the reason I named her that was for the irony of, um, you know, Gamora is supposed to be the deadliest woman in the galaxy. So we have the deadliest um, eight pound furball in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pretty ferocious. Um, So yeah, Gamora is my little girl and um, helps epitomize my love for Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And so when she told me that um, I was, we were all in a meeting. Uh, my manager was there as well. And my manager is not really nerdy. She's a very typical, very beautiful blonde woman um, <laughs> who's not in on the nerdy stuff like us kids here. But um, she was like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice name. And I was like, oh, Gamora, like Guardians of the Galaxy. And Cassidy was like, yeah, yeah. And my boss was like, what? What's like, that? All right, so I have an Instagram um, friend and I have someone that works <laughs> she's always like, uh, you know, calling me, you know, in for the nerdy things. And you, you here, you, you can, you can help with the nerdy stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes. That's why I'm here. (laughs) So, yeah. So we love the, the friendships over, over the Marvel nerdy universe things. We love it. All righty. Well, we're super excited to have Cassidy, obviously the perfect guest for our podcast tonight, but I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Andrew for the movie recap. Earth native Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, has lived the last 26 years as a Ravager pilot. He's supposed to be on a simple snatch-and-grab mission with his boss, Yondu. But Peter decided to steal the artifact for himself. He finds out it's more than what he bargained for when agents of Ronan the Accuser, a murdering Kree psychopath hell-bent on destroying Xandarians across the galaxy, show up for the artifact as well. Despite a newly signed treaty between the Kree government, seen in Captain Marvel, and the far more diverse government of Xandar, Ronan seeks to wipe them out anyway. Quill escapes, only to be the target of a bounty himself for stealing the orb. He is pursued by Gamora, the adoptive daughter of Thanos, as well as bounty hunters Rocket and Groot, only for all of them to be imprisoned. Ronan, who works for Thanos, discovered that Gamora planned to betray them both the whole time. He sends her sister, Nebula, after the newly formed gang. They escape from prison with the help of revenge-driven warrior Drax the Destroyer, sworn enemy of both Ronan and Thanos. The team tries to sell the orb to the Collector, but discovers it's in fact an Infinity Stone, and the Collector can't possibly contain its power. Ronan manages to steal the orb for himself, and not Thanos, and heads to Xantar to destroy the planet. Quill and the newly formed Guardians of the Galaxy make a deal with Yondu and his Ravagers to help the Nova Corps stop Ronin and recapture the orb. Will this team, composed of an idiot from Earth, an assassin, a giant tree, a genetically modified gun-loving raccoon, and a way-too-literal warrior, be able to stop Ronin and his army? Or will billions die at the hands of a genocidal maniac? Very nice. An uns- on- unstoppable team right there. A Good giant Lord, that tree. was a lot. <laughs> a giant. That was so long. <laughs> anyway. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Moving on to our first topic of Behind the Oar. <laughs> cool. A little bit of behind the scenes for this movie. A couple of mine. So Chris Pratt improvised a lot of, of Peter Quill's iconic moments in this movie. Um, I did not watch Parks and Rec, but supposedly he did that quite a bit on Parks and Rec. He did a lot yes, of it. Yes, he did. You need to watch <laughs> Parks and Rec. I've been no. watching The Office. What, you, we had yes. an agreement. We had yes. an agreement. No, we didn't. 
No, we yes, didn't. Yes, we did. Listen, listen. It's Mike Sure. You're going to love it, okay? Just trust the process. No. <laughs> um, another one of mine. Bro code. So. <laughs> bro code? You heard me. You're backing out from the bro code. Bro code. Go now, go ahead. I'll let it go eventually. Oh, no. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> um, other fact, Dave Batista, who played Drax, had to sit in a sauna to get the the wax to melt off him or his latex wax for his costume. So I was reading up on this. Yeah. So it took three hours in a makeup chair to make him look like the way that he does. But by the time they were almost done shooting the movie, they got it down to an hour and a half. So I can't imagine sitting in a makeup chair for three hours, sit still while people are doing their things. Give me I've Benadryl an hour before. And <laughs> I was going to say, just... I can and it would suck. <laughs> just knock me out. I'll be good. Just do whatever. Just knock. You just have don't... to be, uh, I think you have to be conscious for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, you should be conscious, but as long as they don't draw like penises on my forehead, I don't really oh care. Oh my God, <laughs> Andrew. I think it was in Game of Thrones, the actor who played um, the Night oh. King. Mm-hmm. I think he was in the chair for nine hours before every shoot. What? Yeah. Nine? It's just nine his hours. face and his hands. What do you mean nine? Do you, you see how detailed his face is, though? It's but like I three thought that layers was like CGI. Oh, my gosh. That no. amazes me that it's not. Like, the fact that they had right? this. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it should be CGI, but they still have to use makeup to, like, I guess, enhance it. It's, it's I guess. I guess they wanted more, more of the human element behind him mm. since, since the, <laughs> since the the Night King was a oh, human. Oh yeah, that's true. At one point. Right, right, um, right. <clears throat> and I guess for so, Drax as well, obviously. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. right. So Vin Diesel, who voices Groot, recorded his line in several different languages. <laughs> Je m'appelle so, Groot. <laughs> those those <laughs> languages include French. German, <laughs> Mandarin, Portuguese, Russian, and Spanish. And here's a little snippet of that. I'm Groot. Je s'appelle Groot. Yo soy Groot. Yeah, yes, Groot. Yo soy Groot. Whoa, <laughs> Thank you. Well, I guess it depends because if it's I am Groot, it would be Groot. That's German, yeah. It could yeah. be Groot. You interesting, can't, interesting. I can't speak Portuguese. I cannot speak Portuguese. Because Mayama would be my name is or like I am called. Yeah. But not I am. No, no. It'd be am. interesting to see who they pick. My next one. So another Chris Pratt fact. Supposedly he stole the Star Lord costume to entertain sick kids. Yes, he did in the hospital. So don't know how I feel about that because it's stealing, but it's stealing for a <laughs> cause. So it feels on brand for the character though, too. Like you yeah, know, devious in real but, life, but with a good mission, right? Like I you're mean, saying, it's also not the first time an, a, an actor or actress has taken one stolen something from set in general. That's a normal thing. Two, it's not the first time they've done that for that purpose. That was kind of already an established thing. So it's kind of like less stealing more taking something that kind of doesn't belong to you ish adjacent so I, I, I think it was on friends i think every actor got to pick one thing off the set to be able to to have as their keepsake mm-hmm. i want to say matt leblanc who played joey got took one of the armchairs one of their um, lazy boys mm-hmm. oh that would make sense oh right and then my, my final one so the scene where Peta saves gamora in space that was actually filmed underwater. <gasps> really? That's and really they, cool. The 
the oh. director said it was such a pain to film because of bubbles. Oh my god! So like they they had to hold their breath underwater, wait for all the bubbles to go, and then shoot it. Oh no! It makes me appreciate that scene so much more. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right, cool. I have I have a couple. I'll start with one that's kind of uh, personal and funny. So um, we love Chris Pratt. Apparently, Wyatt does too. He had just exclusive facts coming about Chris facts? Pratt here. Those are, those are just facts. Those aren't my. Yeah, favorites. I don't know. I'm just feeling like this is a Chris Pratt fan club meeting right now. Are we slowly winning you over, Wyatt, even a little bit? <laughs> TBD. TBD. <laughs> so Stay no. tuned for the end of the podcast for the Stay verdict. Tuned. Um, so Chris Pratt is a native Minnesotanian. I don't know if you knew that, guys. He's from Minnesota. Um, he was actually born in the same hospital in the same small town as one Joe Mauer. If anybody knows who that is, famous Minnesota Twins baseball player. The Minnesota side of me is coming out. And <laughs> the only reason I know these two things is because it is the same hospital where my dad was born. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> my dad is always like, yeah, I was born in the same hospital as Joe Maurer and Chris Pratt, and he's older than probably the two of them combined. <laughs> Love you, uh, dad. No nah, shade. <laughs> not combined. Anyway. No shade. I don't know. He's 60. They're probably both in their late 20s, early Chris, 30s. I, I don't Chris know. Chris Pratt's close to 40 at this point. It could be. Could be. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, we love that. Um, we also love that a jacked up Chris Pratt and Bradley Cooper with a thick New York accent turned out to be the ideal casting for P- Peter Quill and Rocket, respectively. Literally. But before they were cast, James Gunn considered two cast members from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton, a.k.a. Dennis, for the role of Quill, and Danny DeVito, a.k.a. Oh, Frank, for the role Lord. of Rocket. <laughs> so anyway, I started blasting. It's not a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could you pow, imagine? Pow. I, I can actually, and it sounds I want it so worse, badly. but it somehow <laughs> sounds interesting. <laughs> we love that. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, we got two more here. The spef- special references, excuse me, and cameos in the Collector's Museum are revealed. Speaking to director James Gunn before Guardians of the Galaxy's release this past summer, we got the filmmaker to reveal some of the cool Easter eggs hidden in the collector's museum, but the featurette on the Blu-ray fully delves into the scene. Behind the scenes video not only reveals and highlights certain things you may not have caught, but also features some behind the scenes footage that shows them up and close, like the dark elves mm-hmm. and even the slugs from the movie Slither, if any of you mm-hmm. remember that horror film that I actually terrifying really liked. Movie. It was terrifying and creepy and all like the right way, so interesting. Um, and anybody watch the post credit scene? We even got Howard, Howard the, Duck. the Duck. We love that. Big 1980s call out right there. Um, and the last one I have is kind of a dig to Andrew, but only if, you know, for me, I think it's tomato, tomato, but I guess some people on the internet will be very passionate about this. Um, Groot actually isn't a giant tree. He is actually a plant. And yes, there is a difference yes. because he's... T- tall and covered in what appears to be bark. Most people look at Groot and they immediately think tree, but director James Gunn sees him as much more than that. And instead sees him as a plant that has been evolutionary geared to forming a human-like sentient creature. Beneath that bark is a musculature and veins that Gunn sees as being made of a green soft plant, which grows to fit the function. 
Okay, so, uh, so you wanted another 40 seconds tagged on to my already long intro, or could we I just go with giant I'm just saying, tree? He's a giant <laughs> plant. He's not a giant tree. I know and, that. And people, okay, well, you said tree, so I just thought I would mention that because you said tree, and it's saying plant, and it's, they're saying there's a difference between a plant and a tree. I mean, they both grow out of the ground with water and sunlight. We're going to call that a day. Well, you guys, our first fight. <laughs> that's, that's cute. Not it's our first every, one. It's every podcast. It's every Not week. our first fight, it's and I, w- I wouldn't even call this a fight. Um, <laughs> this is just me not wanting to back down um, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, so I only have two. So this movie um, has the highest on-screen kill count in cinema history. It has over 83,000. What? Um, well, you saw those 80,000 Nova Corps pilots die I because mean, they did. they decided to make that giant web instead of like, oh, I don't know, going back and shooting the engines. They are so, peaceful people, okay? They're a they great were. peaceful people in which if one die, apparently they phantom menace and all die. <laughs> so that's, you know, useful. Um, so, which is weird I'll because- Sacrifice you, a hundred <laughs> So you, you think of like Star Wars where you see Alderaan blown up and there are millions of people on there. In the same movie, the Death Star is blown up with millions of people there, but you don't actually see those people die. So I guess that's the distinction between on-screen deaths and not. Because I was like, wait a minute, I saw Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW superhero shows and entire multiverses were destroyed in that. But I guess we saw nobody die, so it doesn't count. And then the other one, so Alyssa kind of has a personal one. I kind of have a personal one. So the actor Sharif Atkins played one of the Nova Corps pilots. He was the African-American one who initially um, was arresting them the first time when when he was telling Rocket to stand down. Um, so he's known for his role as an FBI agent on the show White Collar from years ago. My uncle was the youth pastor to a girl who would become his his, his wife. Oh my gosh. So that's no pretty kidding. cool. Yeah, he's like, he's like, dude, she was a cute kid. And then she grew up to be a model. And then she married an actor. And he's just like, I know famous people. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I got one more now that I'm on my Chris Pratt train right now. Yes, um, yes, yes. You, you, oh, it's, well, ju- just we wait till we get to the end of this. But oh. did you know he's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? Yes. How yeah. terrifying of a <laughs> What? So Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to tell him how to treat women? Really? Good point. But can you, imagine, can you imagine asking for his blessing? I don't think he did that. <laughs> is that a thing anymore? I mean, like, I, I did. fully intend on doing that, but I mean, like, in the rest of the world and like celebrity world andrew's like disclaimer i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) andrew i think that goes without saying we know we know who you are oh my gosh that's so funny yeah i mean it was his second marriage and i don't know if it i think it was her first i don't know but they're a beautiful couple and they have a baby all yeah whatever great all righty i think that means it's time to take us into our segment of what if and um, I had I had a couple of what ifs for this one. I, it, it's always like towards the end of the movie and I'm rewatching and I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't come up with a what if yet. <laughs> so I always start paying attention a little bit more. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, what if this, you know, whatever. So I'm going to start with a fun one and then I'll get to like a more serious one because uh, I have two that I really like. Um so for a fun one, what if they added a rock song to that final battle scene? So we get Cherry Bomb like right before the actual battle takes place. And it's like a good song to like, 
um, definitely lead into, you know, that scene. I think that was a perfect pick and it was like very like you're jumping in your chair kind of thing and dancing around. Um, but yeah, what are your ideas for like a good, like 1970s, 1980s era, like rock song? I'm saying it has to be hard rock for the battle. Like, I think that's, that goes without saying. I'm going to, I'm going to redefine your, your version of rock. I think I'm going to go to don't stop me now from queen. Oh, okay. Before you said hard rock, I was going to say I'm still standing by Elton John. Oh, that's a good one too. You guys are prepared for this question. (laughs) Now I want to like, Hear both of those overlaid on the scene, right? <laughs> I want to know like, what Cassidy it. has to say about it. And play for the songs. I'm trying to think of one. Um, that I, I guess we answered too quickly. Should we should give her more time to think. Sorry. It, like, what songs do I know that aren't those two songs? You know, you forget everything. <laughs> you no. Know? Yeah, uh, there's like a list on the internet of like I I cheated obviously because it's my question and looked at like the top 100 songs and I was like, ooh, this one. And then I was like, ooh, no, this one. I have a long, long list. What were some of the top ones for you? That um, I I said Back in Black. Like I think that yeah, that could be good. Um, I had the Tiger. Like that's oh, I mean that's good. rocky, but like yeah, that would be fitting. Wanted um, Dead or Alive. Wanted Dead or Alive could be good. Um, Jump Van Halen. Cause there's like a lot of that going on mm-hmm. living on a prayer, uh, rock you like a hurricane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, feel like there's back so in the many. Day weren't, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They weren't the best in that respect, but good for, for ass kicking, I guess. <laughs> I think now that I've had a chance to think about it, the first one that pops to my head is, um, the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, even though Ooh. that's later, but that's in Thor Red. Yeah so it's like oh true true but also my second one was pour some sugar on me yes <laughs> like that, that would be like that'd be very star lord yes. yeah that'd be that's very what i'm saying i was like i think it would work for them just because they're all very goofy characters but star lord yeah so i like that yeah i feel like um i read some stuff about there being like deleted scenes with other songs so i was just like ooh, what if we had another song because it felt like you know they were wanting to focus on the action but i was like oh we could have still like undercut the song kind of how they did with cherry bomb but all right cool so i'll I'll go i'll have one more serious one because this was an interesting thought um so what if drax joined the avengers since he's actually an avenger now and avenged his wife and his daughter oh kind of kind of it's really well i know but he calls himself an avenger then he's like i avenged my whatever could point. you imagine him trying to get along with like the Hulk or Tony that's, for that? That's fact? why it's a good question. <laughs> you are not supposed to anger the Green Beast. No, nothing would go over my head. My reflexes are too fast for that. The man who can shrink himself. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny man in the helmet. <laughs> oh man, yeah, hmm. maybe not funny. so good of a question, but I just thought that was kind of interesting no, since he be, calls himself well, an adventure. We we definitely get them conversating and talking in in the last two avengers movies for sure but i can't imagine like him being like like one of the core like if you had to if you had had to sub him in and sub someone else out i i couldn't because he's not he's not human so he wouldn't be accepted as much Mm. i don't know by like I, the public, is that what you mean? Yeah, because it's not no. like Bruce, where Bruce King can just turn back to human. Oh, true. Drax is Drax; he can't turn. 
That's true. But I mean, he looks human-ish. Human-ish, yeah. If you painted him up, you know. But like, he's got the heart of a of a of a warrior, though. He's gonna follow that mission all the way through, no matter what. Yeah, that's true. Which would make him a great Avenger. So, 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 so maybe they just keep him, you know, in their pocket, just like Vision, just kind of keep him hidden until <laughs> until they need him. Oh, Jarvis! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, well, let's let's see what you have, Cassidy. What's your question? I think um, my what ifs. I don't know. I don't really have anything like too thought provoking, but I always love looking at just the. Um, I guess, tension or relationship between Nebula and Gamora is because mm. I often think of my own sister who is a pain in my butt. So <laughs> um, and just kind of that that um, relationship. So my thought is what if they take Nebula out of that movie, what that would have looked like? Or what if Nebula, mm. Nebula had been sent on the, the mission instead of Gamora? Ooh. Granted, like she wasn't as good of a warrior as Gamora, right? That's why she's like, you know who she is but if she had gone just how that would have changed the dynamic of the movie peter probably would have gotten away or captured by the two bounty hunters i don't know i think nebula could have kept up with peter i mean because she keeps up with gamora i know obviously she's you know not the favorite daughter we hear that ouch but Mm. yeah that one Ooh, that cut me deep you cut me deep shrek you cut me real deep just now (laughs) that that one was sad but um yeah, I mean, I think I think Nebula could keep up with Peter because I mean he is a human after all, part human after all. So, and um, I don't know. I feel like she's you know she's part android. She could she could keep up. So I don't know. Maybe I don't think he would get away. But yeah, I think it's definitely more thought provoking than you think, right? Because then if you're switching out these two in the in these roles, uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely very interesting to think about what would happen um i mean i don't i don't think she would have came up at first as subtly as gamora like gamora's over there eating a whatever the crap she was eating an apple whatever she was eating and then she's like what seducing happened? peter pretty much yeah and then nebula would just like show up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like trying to kill me she like, might yeah that's true. crazy she blue chick probably wouldn't blend in as much that's fair even though <laughs> they're both bright colors there like you're saying yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely think we obviously get a completely different movie if uh, Peter's not f- falling in love. <laughs> it's uh, sounds like the plot of that movie, Her, all of a sudden, if he's falling in love with a robot, I don't know. Andrew is so embarrassed. I just said that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> if you know, you know, guys. <laughs> it's a great movie if you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> sure. it's, uh, it's an interesting movie. It's funny. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, it definitely affects a lot of things, right? I don't think they would probably escape from the prison as easy if it's Nebula versus Gamora. Um, I don't know if he's going to sacrifice himself out in space for Nebula. You know what I mean? It starts to kind of pick apart the, the, you know, core of the story here. So that's kind of interesting. I, I don't, I, would I don't like that. Karen what if, Gillen, but I like that. But, what if. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think they would have been stuck in that prison because <laughs> without all of them doing their part, they wouldn't have got out. And I don't see Nebula as a team player. You know Nebula. what? 
Maybe they would have assigned her the leg and it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So <laughs> she wouldn't have transferred 30,000 units. She would have just cut his leg off. She would have just, you know, she, but then again, it's like she knows how much that hurts and to be replaced with different parts when you fail. So I don't know. Ugh. That's a good that one. It's like that's something. And I obviously like her character development comes like in later in the Marvel series, but just curious mm-hmm. if they could have started playing with that earlier. As I would have, right, I would have liked them right. to develop her a little bit more in this movie. Right. Um, I mean, all you get is that she's a little bit jealous of Gamora and that she too hates her father. That's about Very all you get. Hateful, because like I think that her, it's interesting to me that her motive, like she ended up supporting, um, like going against, you know, Thanos. Obviously, I mean that makes sense, but she also could have gone against like the whole mission too. Right, mm-hmm. right. And she doesn't really turn against Ronan either. She's mm-hmm. pretty fierce to her side. Yeah. Mm. All right. So mine is not very thought provoking uh, at all. <laughs> um, so what if that um, red alien servant girl who worked for the collector had waited five seconds before blowing <laughs> everything up and they actually got paid? Because um, I, I looked at that. I'm like, no, no, just wait a little bit longer. Let them get rich. They're each going to get a billion credits. That's like amazing. Uh, so do you think do you think any one of the team except Gamora would have still cared about saving the galaxy? after they got paid a billion units. Is it bad that all of a sudden my brain goes, a million space bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I oh think Lord. of, uh, I think a of- A million. I think of $50 million. Who do you think you got, Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> From uh, Rush Hour. So do you guys think oh, that no. the the guys mm. would have cared mm. at that point? Cause like a billion units, they could move to like two other galaxies and be okay. There are no Zandarians two galaxies over for mm. Ronan to kill. So, mm, mm. so do you, do, what do you think? I have an answer, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my first thought is like, no, because at that point in the movie, well, I don't know. I think one of them would have cared. I don't think Rocket would have been that one. I think it probably, I mean, yeah. what do you think would have been? Is Peter or, or what? Or what I think. I think Peter and Gamora both, because we see that later on that Peter's like, I do want to save the galaxy. And she's like, why you're Peter Quill. And he's like, cause I live here. <laughs> right. He's like in it for the selfish. Motivation, well, I, I know that but, she would still want to, I but, have no and, doubt that she and, would. Right. And, and she's even, like, cause there's people at stake. There's lives at stake. Right. I almost might push back and say Drax too, just because he has like lost his whole family. So be like, I want to protect the other families out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I, I think Drax would have cared because he didn't care. I have no interest in money. So like the money didn't apply to him, whether they got it paid or not. Well, they that were splitting and, it four like, ways. these people, like he said, he's like, you've accepted me in all my blunders. And then he insults all of them in, in the way that only Drax can endearingly mm. and kind of like shows that this is his new family. So like to Cassidy's point, he's like, probably still got skin in the game because he wants to to be around with that family that new family absolutely i'm just most confident that rocket would not be in yeah no i don't (laughs) i don't know i think maybe Groot could get him to come around like he kind of does obviously at the end but Mm. you think they're they're both bounty hunters they're both in it for money yeah but i i think i I think think rocket influences Groot more than Groot influences rocket but i think in an instance like that it's kind of like that that typical trope in the movie where you have those two partners and there's always one that's a little more soft-hearted and one that's a little more rough around the edges. And mm-hmm. one's always kind of tugging at the strings of the other. And 
you know, it, we see it when they all stand up around the table. He's like, we're a bunch of idiots standing around the table. Fine, I'm in. Like, whatever. <laughs> this was a lot you more thought-provoking I mean? than I thought it was. To get back. <laughs> right, right. I think, uh, I think if everybody else is in and, um, you know, if Groot looks at him with the little Groot mm. eyes, then maybe <laughs> he might change his mind. I don't know. Well, you, you almost have the Han Solo complex. Like, when he got paid for a job, yeah, yeah, he'd leave, but then he came right back. Right. I'm not in this for your revolution. That's, I'm in it for the money. That's literally what Spaceballs is all about. You're making my point for me. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> oh, he just he just took a couple hundred uh, space bucks for lunch, gas, and tolls, and that was it. <laughs> well, I think my question's thought-provoking. Um, <laughs> of so, course you do. Of course no, no. you do. This one. Wyatt's this... question is: What if Chris Pratt was not in this movie? It's. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure of it. I, Tell me. I not. wanted. I wanted that, but that's too predictable for me. Mm-hmm. Far too predictable. So I went with the question: What if we had a different Infinity Stone in the orb? Oh shit. Ooh. Okay. So my my mind, I think either yellow. Um. Is that time? Mind, mind or oh, green is or, time. Or time, what, that, that, that is green. What if we had either better, of those guys. two? I'm trying. And hmm. so we had the purple one, which is the power stone. Power, right. And you're what saying, if what we, if we had the mind instead? Mind, mind or um, time. See, I, I'm curious how that, I don't know that time would have worked because the whole point of it was using the power stone to destroy, destroy like. Right. Like so, time, unless you were going to go back and make sure the first uh, Zandarian was never born, which yeah. is kind of awful. Um, or, I would say the the reality stone might be better because you could literally just reshape reality. That, or I guess maybe the mind stone, but it would have to be instead of wiping out people, like more of a servitude thing, like controlling their minds for in that aspect. I don't or know. you just kill them in their minds, which is like really horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we then it gets dark. Andrew, what are Sorry. you smoking tonight? There, <laughs> I, I read things and stuff. <laughs> do and, you? Are you on the you, dark web? What do you want me to say? Sorry, I'm like, I can occasionally think outside the box. Apparently, only when it comes to genocidal maniac like things. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Fine, I just I'll oh, sit boy. the rest of this question out. No, it's so okay. then, uh, so then let let me rephrase that. What's what stone would you have rather had instead of the power? If you if you had to pick a different stone, mm, hold on. Can I? <laughs> you look them up and go for of it. Course. <laughs> of course. Like there's so many stones. Six. So there's there's a soul stone, which is kind of I think orangish. Orange. The red stone is the reality stone. The power stone is the one we got purple. The green one is the time stone. Yellow's mind, and space stone is blue. Um, I don't know that any of them like would have worked if we had the space stone. He would have just literally been like teleporting place to place and it would have been annoying um he would have gotten there a little sooner or he would have like transported the entire planet into a black hole or some crap like that right um that might have worked in a really cheesy way because black holes are overdone in sci-fi unless he was gonna do what um red skull did with the tesseract and use it to power some kind of death star like weapon because the red skull was using it to power his little you know, energy weapons it's that snap. were somehow in World War II. Um, <laughs> so mm. I don't know what to well, say other than that. 
based on what I'm reading on Marvel Wiki, it seems like the Soul Stone might be a plausible connection because of Gamora's connection to it, right? And that she, you know, found it and kept it hidden from Thanos, right? So I don't know. That's right. I forgot. Be in the mix just with her connection. Moving on to our next topic of best and worst. So uh, for me, like pretty much every other Marvel movie, um, there was plenty of comedy uh, in this, in my opinion. No. Wyatt is warming up a hot take. He did a big stretch and completely distracted me from whatever you were saying <laughs> and then got a big evil smile on his face. He was like, I'm ready for the war. I didn't right. find this movie funny. I can't wait. Anyway, um, so the comedy and the humor were there. I they were ever you, present Andrew. and they were good jokes. They were ever present. Um, the 80s music, always awesome. Yes. Um, the whole, um, you know, he's only a half Terran thing that we find out. That's great exposition. For that was the next cool. Movie. Yes. Um, all the alien tech and the new cool places that we got. And that's, that's, I mean, the characters were all great. You know, it was a decent cast, good cast. Um, great cast is what you yeah. meant. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was. It was a great excellent cast. cast. Oh, yes, I, it great was. Cast. It was an excellent cast. Um, Completely agree. And that's what I have for my best. And then you guys can do your best, and then I'll loop around and start with the worst. So go ahead. <laughs> Wyatt's face is like, man. Let's go with I'm Wyatt, Wyatt next. Yeah, come on, Wyatt. No, that's, okay, that's fine. I, I actually do do have a couple. A couple. Um, oh, Ooh. So Ooh. I like. Ooh, the shock so, waves. <laughs> so I like how the director made this movie diegetic. So what I mean by that is um, the soundtrack that Peter listens to on the tape is a conversation between him and his mother throughout the entire movie. Oh. So if, if you go back and look at each title of each song, it, it develops through the movie. What? And at the end, yes. the cassette, which is his final present. Right. So, so <laughs> Cassidy <go back>. shook it. <laughs> um, you about so to make I, me I cry, thought, Wyatt. I thought that was that was genius. Kind of like what Andrew said. It, and what everybody says about this movie is that they love the music. They mm-hmm. love that. It kind of makes it more realistic. Even though we are somewhere in space, this kind of brings it, this brings it more more home. Oh my gosh. Got, I'm reading, yeah, I'm reading all the tracks and I'm like, oh, I see it. I see it yeah. now. That's crazy. That's really cool. I love that. My, okay. My other cast, my other um best. So I did enjoy the casting. Woo! Let, all let all me, of the casting. Let me preface. So <laughs> we got Zoe Zadana. I'm gonna say that wrong. I'm sorry. Zoe Zadana. Yes. So she also p- played Natalie in Avatar, mm. in the movie Avatar. I should I should say not the not the Airbender, but the the Blue Monkeys. Yes, the Blue Monkeys. <laughs> we got Dave Bautista as Trax. He was formerly a WWE superstar with uh, with wrestling. Vin Diesel as Groot. Without. And Bradley Cooper as Rocket. The best. That's the best. That's the best casting. I just, I can't wrap my head around it still. Every time it blows my mind. And that's Every where I'm time. stopping with the casting. Um, so, oh, it's a shame that that's where you stopped with the casting because when we get to alter egos, <laughs> you're going to wish you listed <laughs> one more person. <laughs> oh, I like, I like how, um, what's it? It's uh, Charles Riley or the guy John, C. Who, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Oh, okay. All right. What? All right. <laughs> the random. I can't think of any other movie except Step Brothers. Uh, Talladega Nights. How about that, Thank, Ricky Bobby? Thank uh, you very same much. Thing, the same Kong Skull Island movie. Chicago. We could keep going. But like his like dumb character that he like 
<laughs> doofus. Have you seen? He Step is Brothers? a family man. Thank you very much. In this if movie, you watch yes. the film. In this movie, in this one. Okay, he's talking so about in general that he's typecasted. Yeah, he is. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. What about Glenn Close? I loved her. Like she was like a good guy for once. <laughs> All right, Cassidy, what that. you got? Um. Well, I also love the cast. As I oh said. gee, we uh, we couldn't tell. <laughs> um, as I indicated earlier, excellent. Um, I think too. Um, just specifically with the characters, I love Rocket. Like I hate him sometimes, just of how like brash he is. But just mm-hmm. I also love him too, and just how they used I guess CGI really to like bring him to life because like the whole like I guess way that he's a human and like walks around, but then also um. <laughs> it's like you know I don't know the whole like I'm not a raccoon like he doesn't know he's a raccoon but he like clearly is a raccoon just like that that whole humor um yeah I really I guess I'm trying to think of something new to add because it's so hard not to rave about the soundtrack characters of course just, mm. even just like um I'm trying to think where is the the place they go to uh no nowhere nowhere mm-hmm. nowhere that also that scene too just like that whole um I guess the whole scene of that I really enjoyed too like yeah just, that concept was interesting yeah I guess I guess there's fan fiction behind so nowhere is supposed to be like this like giant skull giant head that they're supposed to be in yeah I guess there, there's rumors out there in the web that that's supposed to be uh Star-Lord's grandfather <gasps> oh that's cool so Ooh. like so that the whole scene with him and him and Gamora in there when they're kind of looking through that that giant eye thing that's yeah. supposed to be through the eye of his of his grandfather that's so cool. So he's That's kind of like always watching. Because his father's not a celestial, but you know, potentially his father's father could have been. That's pretty cool. Right. And and that's and that's the reason why he could he could hold the stone for as long as he did. I would have killed anybody else, but that's the reason why he, he could Yeah, be but he's it. part like God or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. I'm dead. It's like a mix, it's like somewhere in between God, God yes. with a capital G and a God with lower G. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> The All Father the old again. Father. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I will uh, jump on the casting train. I said Glenn Close, obviously, but uh, uh, I I can't. I don't know how to say his name. The one of the henchmen, and he was uh, in Beauty Borash. Shop. D- uh, Jamon Hon- Honsu. I don't know how to say his name. I butchered it. I was gonna look it the up. The one on who YouTube. was in Captain Marvel, right? Um. The black guy, right? Yes, yes, yeah, he's black. He was, I don't, I don't remember. He was part remember. of her squad. Sure, yeah, he was great. Um, Michael Rooker as Yondu, like, mm. can we just so for a moment? good? We stand. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, they wanted to eat you, boy. They yeah, never tasted Darren. Yeah, stop throwing that back in my. He's face. great, and I can't wait for uh, his notable quotable next week, guys. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, mm-hmm. I loved like all these very subtle nods to like Indiana Jones and like Han Solo and like the matrix in that opening sequence. I felt like they were making Peter Quill out of all of these like stereotypical bad boy, good boy type characters. And we get like him falling back, like the matrix and the leather jacket. Like it felt very much sci-fi, but not on the nose. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. Um, I love the villain's name Ronan the accuser I will never forget it and like I don't I don't think he's the scariest villain that makes me quake in my boots for any reason in particular 
But I feel like my dad says it all the time. And maybe it's just like, cause he's yelling it at the dog or something. Cause it's like <laughs> Roscoe, the accuser, but it's Ronan. Um, and I think I said this earlier, but I, I think what's really cool about this movie, especially after Wyatt's point is that family is like the core of this story. And we get that with like, you know, the guardians building their new family. There's a lot of family contention between Gamora and Nebula and Thanos kind of mixed in there. There's a lot of moving parts. And then obviously, you know, Peter and his mom and seeing that come full circle at the end when we realize that his mom is the one that called him Star-Lord. I was like, put a fork in me. I'm done. I can't, guys. It was too sad. I loved it. Um, last one I'll say, I haven't said this yet. I got to give a shout out to the skip credits feature on Disney+. Plus. All right? Yes. That yep. thing is amazing. Yes. And I'm so glad I don't have to sit there and scroll and scroll and try to find the post credit scene you could just hit the damn button and boom cue it up i was very hesitant hitting that so i'm like am i gonna lose my place i was nervous too yeah you're like, like does that go too far is it go yeah, far does enough? it skip yeah. all the credits right is it the end end but no yeah i like that a lot so that was my last one the skip credits feature <laughs> all right i'm gonna take us into our worst very quickly um the worst is i I feel like they could have done a slightly better job with the world building. Um, I feel like they can do a better job in most of the Marvel movies. Like they did a decent job, but like nobody until like the last couple of years, like knew that this took place in the Andromeda galaxy. Wasn't a thing. Um, they, as much as they talked about the governments a little bit, you have to like, even between guardians one, two and captain Marvel, we know very little about the governments out there. Um, what else did I have? Um, also, this version of Drax is very different than what I my understanding was from the traditional, like Marvel comics. Um, if I remember correctly, Thanos's father and grandfather invented uh, invented um, Drax. They built him. What? As some, so they do not like their son and grandson. They do not like Thanos. His rel Thanos's relatives do not like him, evidently because why. he's a mad titan. So they built Drax as one of the few people who can actually kill Thanos. And yet he can't even stand up to Korath, the, the, act, the character you were just talking about, portrayed by the guy you couldn't pronounce his, his name. <laughs> he could barely stand up to him, let alone Ronan, before he has an Infinity Stone. And then definitely at that point, you just if you can't stand up to those two, you can't stand up to Thanos. So I didn't uh, think that that was um, super great. All right, I'll go. Mine are short. Um, I think I love the character of Drax. I know we, we've all kind of mentioned him. Um, some of the times, though, like I get that his character is um, very literal, and that's the funny thing about his character. But for some reason, like at times, his acting is a little much for me. Like it's, it misses the mark where like the, there was a scene where he was like angry and he was yelling on the top of his lungs and it just felt disingenuine when he was like, he murdered my wife and my daughter or whatever. And it was just like, would you like be like that? I don't know. I'd be like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't buy it. It was, that's the WWE acting coming out. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it wasn't as believable as, as some of the other professionals in the room. So um, I struggled with that a little bit. Um, I could live without the dirty jokes, like the necromancing and the Jackson Pollock. Like there's a line, yeah, especially because yeah, so this gross. is like a Disney thing, you know? And I was just like, like that was, that's the Deadpool thing, guys. Like don't try to be Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like Deadpool is funny because that's, that's a category in of itself. 
unto mm-hmm. itself. And, uh, you know, the tiny baby hand, it has its moment in Deadpool and that's where it belongs. We don't need that in this movie. So those were my worst. It's funny. Cause like my first time, I'm like, I don't have any worse for this movie. Like I just, I really love like the gardens of the yeah. galaxy, like storylining and characters of our, as I've already mentioned. Um, <laughs> I think some of them may be more like, um, logistical things that I've think about are like first of all they being able to steal the orb so easily that's one where i'm like i feel like this that should have been more heavily guarded especially if they knew there was an infinity stone in there like obviously right right so he had like he didn't know but just knowing like later like how important that was it's so, like when i think about it and i'm like that definitely should have been more protected it's just like a little thing that bothers like if it was so easy to steal why did everyone take till now to steal it (laughs) exactly like and again it's for the movie but i'm just like i feel Mm -hmm. like it should have been more guarded and there should have been more tension around that um another thing too just like a slight like maybe annoyance um so gamora is obviously like the deadliest woman in the galaxy like she kicks ass in a lot of her fights but then towards the end um scene i'm thinking of particularly when they're in the prison and more so peter has to save her and i don't right love that like you know she's supposed to be like a strong deadly woman and like and yet five off. skinny guys were too much for her i yeah. was like oh, I don't know. and it's like she should i mean she's a warrior right like she should be kicking their butts or at least be a lot closer um so that's just a slight thing and i get they're try- also again trying to like build like the romance and like her like needing her hero but personally don't mm-hmm. love that right so- there is not every instance in where a woman needs a man. There are actually more instances that we, you do not need a man I am than big, what is I'm, portrayed. My new favorite thing, if you guys have seen Frozen 2, um, where uh, freaking Anna like, is picked up by, um, what's his name? Uh, Christoph. Christoph. And he's like, how can I help? I'm like, we love that. We love- <laughs> that doesn't exist. Why are, why are they saying that? Uh, no it does exist but yeah it's rare it's rare uh, instead of like i'm here to save you it's like how can i help right yeah. so, working oh, customer so service true. you'll get used to saying that how can i help <laughs> <laughs> ain't that a truth spoken like a person who knows all right warming up for the hot take we got why i am not Legend ready Jones. for this i'm gonna just can i leave the chat for a no minute? no no because you. your reaction is what we're here for as well <laughs> all right so go. um uh, so when I initially watched this movie, I don't know, maybe this came out in 2014, 14. Yes. I want to say I was not huge into Marvel. I was definitely much more into Star Wars at this time in my life. So I thought this was a standalone movie. I did not know this was a Marvel movie. What? I wasn't that I wasn't that vested into it. I didn't know what an Infinity Stone was. I didn't care what an Infinity Stone was. OK, cool. Maybe they'll go to a, a sequel or whatever. So my other worst is the casting. So I'm not sure whether you guys are aware, sit down. but I'm not a Chris Pratt fan. I'm not sure if that's a, a secret that I need to well, share. Let me put on my surprise face. Don't encourage him. He's <laughs> like a, a so, bias. You're able to really judge this cast because you're <laughs> biased against him. You're unworthy. <laughs> you're, you're, you're unworthy of this title. You're unworthy. <laughs> you're unworthy. <laughs> I'm biased against Chris Pratt because in my in my head, he's not a good enough actor for Marvel. Oh my god. So and John was, C. Riley is like what? No, what you I'm, not, to say? I'm not saying that either. He's a goof. He doesn't belong in this movie <laughs> either. Um <clears throat> he's he's I will say Chris is a good actor. 
just a good. So like he did, he did well in in the um in the Jurassic World movies. Mm-hmm. I, I did, well, I did en- enjoy him in those. That's it. He gets a well. praise. That's pr- high did, praise for Wyatt. I did not. <laughs> Let it go. I did not like him in the the ten year movie that just came out on Netflix this year. The class. What, what um, movie is that? Ten year. It's got him uh rosario dawson a whole bunch of star wars actors in it as well oh, we where are. they go back to their 10-year class reunion and he's the drunken fool who gets oh. everybody in trouble oh. um so i actually wrote a list of actors i'd who i'd rather play star lord yes we have to listen to i knew it so um i'd rather have johnny depp what no like i love I'd Johnny rather, Depp. i'd rather have matt damon no, that no, we would lose too much money. He would get I'd, lost in I'd space. I would definitely rather have a James Franco. I'd oh. rather have a, a Ben Affleck no. and a Mark no. Wahlberg. No, hell Marky no. Mark? I think the only Marky one Mark. I could Mark somewhat could agree with rocket. is James Franco. Yes, yes. I, I can agree with James Franco, but I can agree with that. I don't think I don't think over Chris Pratt. But I think uh, in James the same Franco category, could definitely do the the dancing part, the dance off, bro. He could definitely pull that off. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, he's and girls would love to see him. My play. that's my true. my biggest beef with Chris is that I'm such a huge Office fan that going from going from the Office to trying to watch Parks and Rec is that I do a lot of character comparisons, and I start to plug in different characters in different in different. Um, different shows so i always think he's he's trying too hard to be dwight he's trying oh, to be the fu- he's trying, trying to be dwight. kevin he's an idiot he's kevin like he's kevin yeah. a thousand percent kevin he's like an a, a get, variant of kevin he's a golden get, retriever in human no, no, form no, no, no. i get dwight vibes off him that's because you haven't watched it it's that's, you, yeah well no sorry <laughs> i said I'm, i've i've tried to stomach but these, these say are ben opinions. wyatt is more like dwight Yes, I could see that. I don't yes. know who that you don't is, know who that is because he doesn't right, come into the last episode it. of season two. So, so maybe I need to give Parks and Rec a second try. I think do you what should I to- do what I told you to do. Start with the last episode of season two when Chris and Ben come in. Chris, that's is the that's the by, important change. That's, in the, that in is the, the series, yeah. that was the episode I came in on because I tried watching the first three and I was like, Brian. I was talking to my brother. I'm like, this show's not great. He goes, no, no. Start with this episode. Yes, yes. Watch one or two. Good advice, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian, Brian, you're so smart. So, and then I was like, okay, I like this enough to where I can go back and hold it over until it, kind of like the first season of The Office. I didn't care for it. Right. It took me like six months to get through that. It's a different show. Yeah. So. I mean, you get to season five of The Office and there's really nothing that's changed still. Michael's still single. Pam and Jim are (laughs) dating. They ain't married yet. You know. It's a whole uh, whole lot of the same old, same old. I, so, I respect yeah. your opinions, and I respect that you're probably still going to like The Office over Parks and Rec, even after you watch Parks and Rec. That's fine. I just want to make sure that you're giving it the best shot. So then I'll 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 say my final Chris Pratt hates whatever, oh and then and then I move on to Alter Ego. So and bad. actually, Alyssa mentioned this in her in her best, but I think he's and this might be the director or the casting agent or whatever. But he's trying to be Han Solo. Yes. He's got the jacket. He's got the holster. Yes. He's got everything. Very yes. similar. He's the space cowboy. He is. He's the, he's the pirate. He is. We've already had three excellent movies with Han Solo. 
why are we trying to recreate him in a different fandom? I don't think he's Han Solo in the same respect because he's he's more of a slut than Han Solo in general. It was one time that I laid with an Ascavarian. Man who's laid with an Ascavarian. I was going to make that my my screen name on this for uh, for that, but I couldn't figure out how to spell Ascavarian. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that and like Andrew and I were talking about this when you when you went away for a little while before we started recording um, Wyatt and he's like, yeah, how about the fact that he forgot that that girl was in the ship and he comes and back and he's like, name. oh, you're still here? And she's like, of course I'm still here. And he's like, and did you, oh, you. And she's like, you don't know my name. Did you notice that she was wearing a shirt that he was as mm-hmm. a child? Mm-hmm. No, I missed that. Yeah, from the very opening scene, the same shirt. Oh my she God. was wearing. She fits in twelve-year-old his body or or ten-year-old his. Hey, I have okay. shirts from when I was twelve years old that still don't fit me that are too big, so it's possible. Fair. <laughs> that is funny. No, so, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think they are trying to make him exactly Han Solo. Not, I think they're not, paying homage to all of these other characters and movies, and there's like just little hints. And you can pay homage, but if the fact that I see Han Solo before I see Star Lord, that's that's an issue. That's your Star Wars filter, though. That's not probably. Yeah, that's not. I mean, the movie. I, I I dare say that I like Star Wars a little bit more than Wyatt, and I didn't get that. I mean, like I'm not right. saying I didn't get vibes. I just didn't see of that. Of course, first, yeah. I thought personally. Indiana Jones first. I, I thought Indiana I Jones first. Thought that a little bit. And um, then I thought okay. Matrix. I mean, I could, I could definitely back. see where Wyatt's coming. I just yeah. didn't see that first, right? Right. Agreed. I definitely, it was, I definitely agree with your point. Right. So, like I said, I'm not sure whether that was the costume department, his his casting director, whatever. I'm not. Sure. I loved sure his how. outfit. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, I, thought I thought it was great. Yeah, it worked well for 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 his character and his and his development through the story. I mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that for sure but but that's my part one for my chris pratt hey speech i'll get into part two next week when we get into the second guardians movie so stay tuned for that moving on before Alyssa throws a dagger my way uh into our final topic of alter ego like i like i say a lot of times this is especially fun with a guest especially since this is the first time andrew and i have met cassidy and that we're having to kind of make up her um her decision in this last minute thankfully she's super cool so it's not very difficult no yeah (laughs) so andrew i had you as a combination of drax and corpsman day and who (laughs) if andrew doesn't know who he is then i just didn't hear you i didn't hear you um john c Riley's character oh okay oh geez oh well you see why that's funny in a minute go ahead oh god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so reason being so the direct side of you you when you're on a mission or you're trying to get something done you see it through to completion the bill c Riley is that you're going to question it every single step it's on john the way. c Riley. what did i say bill you said Riley. bill Riley. Bill bill c. Riley. <laughs> the o'reilly factor the o'reilly factory so but you question why a couple of times in the process of, of doing the mission oh yeah so Alyssa, I had to use Rocket. <laughs> oh, shit. This is so, good. This is real good. Re- reason oh, being shit. so, you're witty, <laughs> incredibly sassy, some great one-liners, and I feel like he has a lot of, ooh, shiny moments. 
or squirrel. I do. I do. And you definitely have a couple of those. No, a lot. A lot of them. And Cassidy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick you for Gamora. Oh. So not not because you know your your, your cat's named after it, but in the <laughs> in the sixty minutes that that we've been we've been talking, I say you're a little more reserved. With I mean, granted, this is the first time you're, you're doing a podcast and you're, you're speaking to two thirds of us, yeah. but I feel like you have a lot more to show than what you give off right now. And that's so, kind of and that's kind of what we get for Gamora. Like she she's definitely more reserved unless she's tested. That. So that's the uh, take it, take it or leave it. That's kind of what, <laughs> what I had for you. Wow. We love that. <laughs> I guess I'll go. I'm ready. Right. Are you going to, you said you were going to continue your streak of pissing people off with this. There's yeah, no I'm Captain like, America uh, in this movie. So you should can't call I call me that a third first. time in a row. <laughs> I'm going to pick Wyatt first because he is rocket. <laughs> and what? he said, I was rocket. <laughs> Yes, I said Wyatt is Rocket. When Rocket says, asleep for the action, awake for the money, I feel like that that's Wyatt right there. When he's yelling at Groot and he's like, Andrew, you're asleep for the action, awake for the money. I feel I like that's sleep something. when he's driving us home in the car. That's true. <laughs> Every um, time. The way Rocket reacts when the plan goes to shit is Wyatt. He's just like, or I guess we'll just do it this way right now. fine whatever yeah i feel like that's you um and then obviously an expert marksman a master tactician a pilot and then i just thought it was kind of interesting because like he definitely gets insecure when people aren't treating him equally like the other members of the team because like he's a raccoon and he's little (laughs) and they don't give him the same respect so I feel like sometimes Wyatt could be that way. Like if people don't treat him equally, he could be like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't you giving the same respect that you give <laughs> people in my field that do what I do or whatever? So uh-huh. okay. I thought I thought that was uh, definitely, that was like the easiest pick. I was like, Wyatt is a thousand percent right. Which okay. made uh-huh. it even easier to pick Andrew as oh, boy. Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. With the amount that I talk. Okay. We'll go with that. Yeah. No, you talk more than Groot, but you know, Groot Groot is a peacekeeper and, and Wyatt is always Switzerland. He's like, these are good points, guys. These are good points. I feel like that's very Andrew, Um, you know, neutral between you and I. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's very happy. Go lucky. He's valuable as an ally. He's a loyal friend. He protects everybody at the end and like gives all of himself without even a second thought to save everybody else. That's very Andrew can rise from the ashes. How many times has Andrew reinvented himself too many times? Obviously, you know, he would give a little girl a flower because he's sweet like that. And he's best friends with Rocket. So that was just it was the easy pick that he was Groot. So okay. there's that. Oh, that was very nice. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I, I thought I was gonna piss gonna off Wyatt, but I little, guess not. Bit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and Cassidy, I had you as Gamora as well. Um, I was thinking about the scene where like she's in the prison and all the men are like yelling at her and being like, "You're dead. You're dead meat. You're nothing. You're worthless." And she's sitting there and she's like not flinching. And she flinches like just slightly and you can barely tell because the camera zoomed in on her. 
And I feel like I, ha- I don't have any, you know, specific examples in your life where I've seen that, but I just feel like you're a person who can keep your composure and like, you don't let people see you sweat. Right. Um, you can keep very calm in a male dominated environment. Cassidy works in sales. So it's a lot of men all the time. My so I think is literally men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she, yeah. exactly. So she can hold her own, but also maybe under her breath, say what Gamora says, like I'm surrounded by idiots. So <laughs> I don't know, but you're so beautiful. You're so clever. It's oh. Gamora. <laughs> oh, you guys, I'm going to go cry in the corner. I'm Which uh, which one of your friends was it that says, well, I don't need therapy now? Right. Uh, I forget. Was that Michael? I think it was Michael. Michael said, I don't need therapy now, guys. Miss you, Michael. Yes, we miss you, Michael. Um, And for myself, I actually picked Quill. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because he's like romantic. I feel like that's me. (laughs) Like, that's my vibe. Like, I'm, I'm a sweet old romantic at heart. He loves old music. Like how many times have I told you guys I'm on a yacht rock radio kick. And the other Mm -hmm. day at work, I was like sharing my screen. I had my Spotify up and my boss and a bunch of my interns saw it. And they were like, yacht rock radio. What are you 60? And I was like, yes, at heart. They were making fun of me for listening to seventies and eighties. And here I am singing the Pina Colada song at work every day. Half of my music is 60, seventies and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, I, I could be sarcastic. I could also be literal. I'll, I'll get into a dance off instead of a fight. That's me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Distract people. I'm up for adventure. I'm, I'm cool. That's my answer. So Wyatt, remember earlier when I said, well, you, you were going to wish you expanded a little bit more on your uh, favorites of the cast. I had you as John C. Riley's character. <laughs> so, so wait, the- <laughs> did you pick Andrew for that? And Andrew picked Wyatt for that. And you, Wyatt picked me for Rocket and uh-huh. I picked Wyatt for Rocket. That's weird. You're gonna, uh-huh. Well, you're going to wait and see who I picked for Rocket. Oh, no. Um, so especially the part where... Um, <clears throat> where uh nova prime um played by glenn close was like uh do you believe him and he's like well i don't think anyone's 100 percent of you know dick ma'am uh i definitely <laughs> i could definitely hear wyatt saying that true, <laughs> and, and you and she was like no, no no that's not what i was asking you You're like oh okay um and i could definitely picture when you know wyatt has children explaining the laws uh, no, that's called stealing. Um, and you can get arrested for that. That's, that's called a- murder. That's actually murder. It's, it's one of our, our worst um, crimes of all. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, I picked Nova Prime because I was picturing you as a politician, like or like as like someone working for the UN or something like that. And she's like, um, can you like take accountability for this? And oh the guy God. was just like, no. And she's like, he's, he's like, what do you want from us? How about a statement saying you condemn these things? That's more about you than it is about me. What? <laughs> so um, like definitely it. picture like that. Um, Cassidy, I picked a mix between Peter uh, Quill and Gamora. Part of the Thanks. Gamora is because you definitely have the cat. Just I'm, I don't know you very well. Um, but I, I, you could definitely beat the crap out of me and Wyatt. Definitely. For sure. Uh, For just, sure. Just, just go in there. Yes. Um, Not that hard. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm setting the bar kind of low, but the point is, um, <laughs> and then uh, with the Peter Quill, I could definitely um, picture with the uh, the dance off, bro. I definitely think you would do something like that in the hour of knowing you. <laughs> I don't know. Are those acceptable to you? Yeah, and fun fact for you, I'm a Zumba instructor at ah. time, so on the money with that. Perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and then for myself, 
I picked Rocket. Oh my gosh. Of <laughs> course of you all, did. I'm the only one of us who has a New York accent. Fair, on fair. Occasion. Um, <laughs> on occasion. On occasion. Yeah. It was like break now. <laughs> Not right now. Um, in high school, I was short and I had a big mouth. So <laughs> I have a I hard sur- time believing any of that. Really? That you were I'm short. so tall now. With you are. Every, I mean, everyone's taller than me. I, I graduated high school at 5'4". So, oh my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. I grew four <laughs> and a half inches. Thank God. Um, been so five two I, for the longest time. How did I survive high school with a big mouth and being short? I surrounded myself with really tall friends. So that scene where <laughs> Brute they and Drax. Oh yeah. So that scene when they're in prison and he's like, this here's our booty. I definitely, whenever one of my like, you know, nerdy geeky friends was getting picked on and I was with two of my friends. I'm like, Hey, can we do a thing real quick? And I'd be like, yeah, this here is our guy. And um, you're not going to mess with him because I got these guys right here. Oh, my God. So suck it. Um, <laughs> so suck it. And then um, I kind of, I, do, I definitely did that once or twice uh, in high school. I actually, fun fact, I broke up a fight by quoting Kevin Hart with the, you are white, you are white. Um, definitely just being overdramatic, just like, oh just oh like Rocket was. Um, and especially like when he gets mad, you're making me beat up, up grass. I definitely get absolutely dramatic and ridiculous when I you get mad. No. Thank what? you, Wyatt. What? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. So, so that's it. That's it for me. I think I, yeah, I got everybody. So I'm, I'm waiting for, for Cassidy's. Oh, this will be fun. So, um, in this little time that I've known all of you, I actually had you picked as Rocket too. I was like, he just seems like that vibe. But then the funny, so I couldn't decide for you why, if I was like, do I want to do Gru just because I'm like some personality stuff seems to stick. I was like, or do I want to do Drax for some of that like tension back and forth of them like mouthing off to each other. And I <laughs> like, as you've proven with your Chris Pratt theories, you're very focused on something and not letting that go. We'll defend it even if it's completely wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, I think I'm going to stick with that judgment for you. Nice. Yes. Cool. And then rock it. And then Alyssa, I really, asked, since I know you a little bit better, I'm like, where do I want to put her? <laughs> struggling between, um, what was I doing? Well, I landed on Peter Quill, so Star-Lord, just like for just, I think you have such a fun personality and just like, <laughs> just like the music and just like from all of our interactions, I'm like, this is definitely her vibe, like still fun, still smart, like work hard, but yay! so we and know each other. Well, I love it. Yeah. Oh, um, and for myself, I actually, so I'm like, Gamora feels like the easy one, but actually I picked Yondu, um, just because yeah! He is um money like, yeah and like such like a good leader like goofy like ends up like um family is super important to me so I could definitely see myself like if I had my you know team my whole crew behind me supporting <laughs> my family member even if they like betrayed like betrayed me say something family. stupid right yeah yeah like I think I still would have like gotten mutineered I guess by my crew just to save my family <laughs> so oh uh, yeah but that's so great I love it plus he's like a badass and like most mostly likable you know sometimes <laughs> a turn but. for sure sure oh that's funny what are you doing I'm distracting you you big turd blossom from the fact that we have to take this podcast to a close <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I had a great time and our guest was super awesome thank you Cassidy Yay, for being on Cassidy! here I hope you had a good time yes thank you for having me this was a blast 
unattended. So if we ever asked you back for any reason, would you be up for that? Absolutely, especially now that they've kind of got a flow for things too. Okay, because we may have that in the works. We're going to drop that tiny little spoiler of a nugget, and that's all we're doing. (laughs) All righty, so be sure to tune in to us next time, and thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.